Welcome to the PT Trainer Podcast, where I, Ollie, reconnect with old students, find out where their career's gone since taking their qualification, find out the lessons they've learned and how we can apply them to future personal training careers. On the podcast today, I've got Ryan Brett. Ryan qualified with me about three and a half years ago. He did the level two online and the level three in the classroom in person. If I'm honest, I think he came to the classroom to take his practical exam and I had an odd number of students. So I persuaded him to come and do the level three because it was much easier for me to manage the classroom if I had an even number. Ryan went from professional footballer to personal trainer, which is a really interesting story to hear through. He's got a lot of gems on personal training careers as someone that's so fresh in it. And we've also got a few connection issues during this. So there's two points where there's a few slip ups in the connection. Otherwise, it is golden. Enjoy. Okay, cool, mate. Yeah, so um, firstly, um, or you can find me on Instagram at fitwithbretty. Um, sort of been developing. Um, a bit of a, a background now trying to get into the social media sort of market um especially what as things are now in obviously in lockdown um it was something i wanted to start on lockdown one but i didn't really have the energy and time to put into it um with the gym we're at we've got a lot of members we sort of like i think we're at, we was about 150 members in at the time it's quite an independent gym and a lot of people were relying on sessions. So I didn't have the time for myself almost, if that sounds, that sounds a bit silly, but I didn't really have the time for myself. I was giving a lot of my time for others. Um, sort of, I started off um, with the PT um, sort of about three years ago now. So I'm sort of three years in and I've, I've, I've learned bag loads really. I mean, I'm, I'm always learning, always trying to push um, to learn more. Um, I started it because I got released as a professional footballer at Plymouth Argyle. So when I was 18, 19, um, sort of left there, um, obviously a little bit upset on the day um, and looking for something as close to like the, that environment, like that change room environment, like speaking to people daily, it's possible. So I sort of went down the, the PT route and it's um, it's, been, it's been a really good decision, really. I'm, I'm, I'm really benefiting from that. Nice. Do you, do you work with any footballers now, Freddie? Um, yeah, so I've got a few PT clients that are, are footballers, like um, a couple of professional footballers, um, mostly semi-professional, because um, I'd say most of the professional sort of lads and, and, and girls will be looked after at their clubs. But a lot of sort of semi-professional footballers that are still taking it, you know, to a sort of serious level and taking it taking it well, um, still looking after them with some PT sessions and, and things like that, really. Yeah, there is a market for that out there, isn't there? For people that are semi-pro in things and taking taking care of them and guiding them. Um, that's where I started. I started, I say I started, I did a sort of along my education, I did a degree in strength conditioning and did some internships at the Plymouth clubs, actually, mainly at Plymouth Albion. And um, there's a lot of players that really want to press yeah. on, but they, the clubs just don't have the finance or the time to give that person the real kind of like nurturing that they need, particularly the younger guns. 
yeah no no you're right mate and it always seems to be well for me personally like a, um depending on the sport and the way the seasons run it's traditionally footballers that i sort of get um and almost like it's almost like in that pre-season just before the pre-season starts and during pre-season where they sort of have like an influx and then when the season starts those that are sort of playing more regularly um i won't see them till the next pre-season but those that aren't getting as much sort of like game time and are still quite serious about it they'll come in and like keep their fitness topped up yeah but, um no there's definitely um, a huge market for you know people athletes as such in any sport um and pt i think it i think it's it's massive really yeah i do think as well the one thing you've got going for yourself there is if you've played to a high level you kind of gain the respect easier yeah yeah no i think again yeah i think that's right i think um because a, a lot of well, a lot of the lads that i've I've sort of trained and stuff I've either played with or against, um, which is cool. And also then I think like when, um, you know, if you were a client and you were going to go and speak to a PT and, and you loved football, for instance, that's what I do. So like you would, you kind of like, you can, yeah, you, that respect's almost there because you know what they're, you know what they've already done or you can, you've got an instant chat. If that makes sense, you can talk straight away about something you can both relate to. Yeah. You can just bond on that surface level quite well. Because um, I can remember, I really enjoyed mm. my sort of time in SNC before I, I sort of did personal training, went into SNC, came back to personal training, then obviously came into tutoring. And in that time in strength conditioning, working in rugby, now I my sport growing up was uh, swimming. And I did a little bit of, of rugby. I knew a bit about rugby. I was a big extra Chiefs fan, still am. So I knew a lot about rugby. Um, but because you haven't played to a high standard, I was getting fists swung at me all the time in training and things like this. <laughs> but I can't keep on turning up, turning up and getting a beating. Um, yeah, so I, I think no, yeah, having, no, having a name in the game can can really help with those sort of things. Probably not essential, but definitely definitely helps a lot. Um, before you before you came into PTing, obviously you were um, you at Plymouth Albion, uh, Plymouth. Oh, goal, sorry. And um, was there any jobs you did alongside that or was, or was it like a smooth sport PT? Um, yeah, so, yeah, great question. Um, obviously, whilst the football was there, so apprenticeship and the, and the professional, um, it was just solely football, um, nothing alongside that. We were going to college and learning some things there um, once a week, which was quite good, um, just to sort of break it up and know that you're still learning alongside playing football. When I was released from Plymouth Argyle, um, kind of like the the real world hit quite quickly, and I probably had about three or four different jobs before I started the PT. So, uh, one of my best friends, Shane, her, he's a coal man, so I did a coal job. I was delivering coal around Cornwall for about a year and a half, which was tough work but interesting. A, a real welcome to the real world. Um, I did a bit of window cleaning. I didn't last long in that. Um, I actually got really embarrassed about that. I, I got told by my boss on the day to, to clean uh, a row of shops that I used to walk up and down for school. And I was scared, like mentally, to go up that street and in case anyone saw me. So that was a real, real wake up call. Um, and that one didn't last long. Um, I'm trying to think what else I had. I did. I did a bit of uh, plastering as well. I tried to learn how to, to do plastering. Um, but it's just the, the transition from wearing your football boots on a pitch to wearing your work boots on a building site was, wasn't, wasn't great. And that's when I started to think, right, I really need to do something now that's more like sport fitness related. And that's 
when I decided to go down the, the PT route. Yeah, I know what you mean about that kind of like, that kind of embarrassment that you feel in those sort of moments is totally, it's totally in you. Like no one would really care what you're doing. It's like I speak to people at the moment um, who say they've got furloughed or they've lost their job in this COVID sort of situation. And I was like, look, if there's a time to just do anything and, and it be acceptable, it's, it's probably, probably now. Yeah, you're going to yeah. feel embarrassment because it's going to feel like a bit of a step back, but only you, only you are going to have that feeling. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, looking back now, like obviously with, with the window cleaning situation, um, really, I should I, I could have stuck at it. I mean, I've, obviously, I've made a good decision and not. But if I just stayed with it and not sort of felt that self-embarrassment, because no one really cares. Like, you know, if I if I walked up that same street now and someone was doing that, I, I'd just say hello. Do you know what I mean? I'd just be like, hi, hi. Do you know I mean? It's just a general no one really cares. I think that's um, something I've learned as I've as I am getting a little bit older, like um, that even it's like um, people that I speak to in, in, in the fitness industry, like it's almost sometimes they're scared or embarrassed to go for a run. But when you do see that person running, you don't think, oh, what are they doing? It's almost like, oh, fair play, like well done. You, it's almost yeah. the other way. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, it's like kind of like sounds a bit deep, but the things that you tell your younger self about things you're embarrassed about, like, mm. are, are just, yeah, no, mate, it's, it's crazy. Just ridiculous sort of thing. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it happened, it sort of reoccurs as well when you come into that social media world, which we'll talk about in a bit, where it's like putting out your first video or putting out your story, and you're like, I'll get people ask me like, oh, what camera do you use? What this do you use? And it's like, like I literally just whack my phone out, get my minute or whatever, chop it up and just just bang it on and and then forget about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of overthink overthinking done at times. And if, um, you know, if you are sort of following someone that's producing some real clear content, it looks nice, it's, it's good, it's good information. And you want to do that yourself sometimes it is just best actually just get your phone out get a video up don't don't overthink it get it up see what sort of response you get and it, it's only going to get better from there yeah massively and yeah we all think that we're going to start excellent and that these people online yeah. that have got like you said just this like real crisp content that they started like that but if you look back and everyone's there some absolute stinkers you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah you never you're on your first ever video or whatever your, your story if you're filming yourself like I've done it loads of times you start filming and you said a wrong word I think like yeah you're never going to get it right first time but it's just I think the consistency with your content can like is what will make you slightly better at doing it yeah so just to sort of recap so you sort of left left professional football went for a few kind of just like reality jobs I guess and then um came into personal training so right now you're sort of got fit with Bretty and you're working at train fit which I've heard like obviously I'm from Exeter originally um I hear loads of good things about train fit um my sister's friends like bang on about it a couple of them go there and they 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 love that yeah. so it sounds like what's going on down there is awesome it's also completely off topic, but that Marsh Barton trading estate must have about more gyms in it than garages now, you know? Yeah, no, mate, that, the, the Marsh Barton is, uh, is massive, it's huge. It's, it's, um, I think it's one of the, the largest car sort of, there's a, 
the most car garages or something in in the whole of Europe. I don't know if that I've just made that up, but I'm sure I've heard that story. Um, but gyms as well, mate. Mate, there's loads of gyms there. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of gyms down there. And um, so, was that where you originally started PTing? Did you go straight from qualification into there? Yeah. So when I um, left, obviously my classes with you and learning from you, I went to um, to a, well, it was we were called Recover Fit at the time. So um, a real good friend of mine, James, um, and this is where I met and now good friend Ryan. So the owner Ryan, um, I met the guys and they were they were debating about starting like a gym setup alongside like a recovery business. So we were we were selling um, recovery boots to elite level athletes. And we had a space for like a, a small space for some some gym classes. Um, so I was debating whether to obviously go with those um, and start something almost like a little bit scary because it was out of what I'd just done um, and or go to the gym in Plymouth. Um, so I had an interview, uh, two interviews at the gym in Plymouth and I sort of made a decision after talking to my family about what I wanted to go down um, and the, the element of actually dealing with athletes in the recovery side of things and still doing classes was really a no-brainer. So I went with that. Yeah, that's also like taking the path less travelled, like normally the best decision, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, realistically, if that went badly for you, you just go back to the gym. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that. I thought that. I thought like those gyms, like the gym, pure gym, etc. They're they're always going to be there. The commercial gyms are great. That there's another one opening down the road from 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 my house now. So um, like they're they're always there. But I thought this was um something different. Um, and the background of the two lads, Ryan and James, as well, is um they've dealt with athlete athletes already. And Ryan was a professional footballer too. So again, that sort of like relationship early on was was something that like helped helped my transition into it. Yeah, so that's awesome. So you went straight into that and you must have been there for three and a half years or so now, I imagine. Yeah, it's been about, yes, over three years. Yeah, I think it's not, not quite four yet, but it's been three years and it's been, um, it's been, a, been a real good journey. Cool. So on that kind of um, journey, obviously, like my, my job is still training people to be personal trainers. And what I'm trying to do with these podcasts is pick people like your uh, brain and get some lessons that you've learned along the way so what would be like some big lessons that you've learned since qualifying to where you are now um ooh, yeah one of the ooh, probably a big lesson was um like how i communicate really um i always actually remember um on my i don't know whether you remember this but on my when i was doing my like almost like exam day for the level three um the way I was talking to my client was almost like a little bit robotic, a little mm. bit like same, same sort of tone. So I remember you saying that to me in my feedback after, and like, it's just like, that's actually been one of the things that's always stuck with me because um, different people like, like to be pushed in like different ways. So it's almost like changing the way you are to suit, to suit your clients has been, it's been quite a, quite a lesson really. I'm not, not sticking to the same way with each person. That's been, that's been quite good. Yeah, that's true. I can, I can remember that. Um, I hope you won't mind me saying, but I remember when you come in the classroom and I think you'd, well, I know that you'd done the level two online and then you're transitioning to the level three in the classroom, which I totally get because online courses back then in that format were garbage. Um, <laughs> whereas now the online course 
well, I can only talk about what I deliver is is one to one on on Zoom. So it's like pretty personal. Um, but I can remember you come into that classroom and, and you were a bit what I'd call a bit a bit stiff. Yeah, a bit stiff. And um, I could tell, though, that there was loads of potential in you, like anyone that knows how to move themselves. The minute you start being able to communicate how you move to other people, you're going to you're going to do well. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, you think you are right. I mean, the, the, the level two online was was quite tricky. I mean, I was like, you know, within four walls on my own, just sort of listening to someone talk to me. And it was a little bit um, hard to sort of take in the information. So I did make the plunge and I, I stayed at a friend's house um, by the uh, level three online course and, and sort of he helped me out. So I thought, right, actually, I can I can go into the classroom daily and actually like learn almost like nine to five almost like actually take in and listen to others and how they're learning that that actually was a real good decision to do that because I really did it so almost like lo loosened up a little bit I think you are bang on like I was almost just thinking right don't like just 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 take the information and go but when you start learning off the others in the room and different people's backgrounds obviously we did take everything really seriously but there were elements in it where we we're actually having a bit of a laugh bit of banter and it did actually help everyone myself massively almost like just find out a bit more like how I should be and like who I am yeah yeah you're true it's it's something if I'm honest like not to blow my own trumpet it's something that I try to do um obviously now I'm doing it on zoom but in those classrooms just to sort of like almost put people at a bit of discomfort to to get them to grow a little bit ask them questions that they wouldn't normally be asked and throw them off a little bit because that's what yeah. it's like when you've got a client sometimes they're going to ask you a question you're going to be like what um yeah no, i think you're right yeah um we had a good group i had I brian on the podcast probably a month or two ago oh just a great dude you know <laughs> yeah i watched um i watched it i watched the the interview with brian um i still kind of we we, we bounce a few messages sort of every half year or so just sort of check in um i always watch what he does i think brian was uh a real he's, he's a great guy clearly a great guy he was nice to have in that classroom I was really pleased he was on that course yeah I think as well I was I was quite young doing what I do back then um so sometimes when I had someone you know just with a little bit more maturity in the room it would keep the thing together <laughs> whereas sometimes without that yeah no I think yeah I think you, yeah I think you're right there yeah <laughs> yeah um well, that's awesome. That's a really yeah, good... Yeah, it could have gone... Um, yeah, if he wasn't in that, could have gone anywhere. Could have, could have gone all over the place. Um, why do people get personal training from you, Ryan? You've said about sort of professionals and stuff. Uh, what are the sort of usual goals of other people that come to you? Um, well, um, I think people have been coming to me um, just on like a... Just on, in terms of like going back to like another question was... Um, just like being able to relate to me every day. So like when you're getting to like learn people's names every day, cause I'm seeing the same people in the gym every day. Um, I'm normally on like all the morning shifts. So like, hi, hi Sarah, how's your morning? And like, almost like you find little bits. And over time, I think now that um, because of the relationship we've got and able to just to have daily chat every day is like, it's built like the client base up. Um, in terms of people's goals that are coming to me, um, they're all very, very, very varied really. Um, there's no sort of, anything I could pinpoint and say it's, it always seems to be this um I just think it's the it's the motivation from the sessions I think I think it's the 
because of the rapport we've already built, I think they've got a, it's a friendly face to come to, if that makes sense. Okay, cool. So in terms of to be a bit more business minded, how you get your clients is just a lot of engagements with the regulars and then a percentage of them will become one-to-one -one or group clients of you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, building that rapport every day because I, I, I back myself, if any, if any member of the gym walked in, I could probably know, I, well, I know their name, probably know what they do for a job. I probably know like uh, partner's names, a pet's name, what they've done on the weekend through like following stuff. So like sometimes you might, you know, on a Sunday evening, you're, you're just scrolling through your stories and I've seen someone, they've out done a run, they've done a run, for instance, on that Monday morning, I'll just make sure to ask them, ah, oh, oh, John, like, how, how was your run? How was your run yesterday? So you did a run and almost like, they're like, oh, like, you're taking a bit of interest, you're taking a bit of care. Yeah, mate, that is exactly how you do it as a personal trainer. It's the biggest question I get is how, how do I get clients or whatever? But that, what you've just said then is exactly it. You pay attention and yeah. you, you work, you work from there and you get to know people as if they're your client before they're your client. Yeah, that's it. That is literally, yeah. I think that's what's probably been the, or, and the best advice I could probably give to someone who's starting up or is in the industry now, even no matter how far you're in, if you are struggling, sort of like paying that bit of extra attention um, because more than likely then they'll, they'll sort of ask you, oh, actually, how was your weekend? And, and then you already, you've, you've started a little two, three minute conversation and then, then they're gone then, then they're doing their class or they're doing their session and they're more than likely if they've got a question to come back to you because you've already spoke been like sort of been nice and and asked them how they are and stuff yeah and the thing is as well it's like even if they don't have personal training with you because obviously not everyone's going to um mm. they will if someone if they've got a friend that says i'm thinking about getting a personal trainer or, or thinking about joining a gym they'll say i'll oh, speak to speak to ryan at train fit things like this so it's just about building the rapport with absolutely everyone and, and being consistent. Um, one of the best quotes I've read in the last year was quite simply, consistency builds trust. And no, yeah, that's true. And it does. If you show up the same every time, every day, um, people are going to trust you. It's the same with anyone on social media, you know, guys with big, or girls with big followings that are doing really well they are consistent co consistently consistent pretty much yeah it is yeah i and think that's um i think that's key i mean as well like these conversations that like, i'm having in the morning that it's nothing like i'm not i'm not having to force these conversations or or put effort in it's almost like it's uh it's just it's just normal it's just normal discussion that you would have with anybody um but it's also like taking like a little bit of care because obviously with the world obviously oh at the minute anyway like you don't really know what that person's going through so just having a little even just a hello is is enough sometimes um and then going back to what you said if if they've got a friend who's interested they might the first person they're going to think of is probably the one they're having the most conversations with probably um yeah. so that might be yeah that is advantageous advantageous to do yeah and it's the funny thing in personal training that when you first come into it or i did anyway you think that it's all about how much you know about exercise and obviously that is important but then that quickly changes as you realize that people don't actually really want to spend that time that's much time with an exercise guru that sounds horrendous they want to yeah. spend time with someone that they they like and they could get on with and then they'd be willing to sort of take any advice or guidance yeah, I think that's um, 
something I, I originally thought was um, like in terms of knowledge, obviously it's great for any personal trainer to always keep topping up their knowledge. But actually like, when you're, when you're doing these sessions, PT sessions, um, it isn't always about the knowledge. Obviously you've put a good session on, but in like rest periods and stuff that are 60 seconds long, 90 seconds long, if you haven't got much to be sort of talking about that person, it's almost, you can just find yourself maybe, you know, obviously it, it can be almost like a bit flat. So just having a bit of rapport with them already, you, you're bouncing through the session, like you're in the rest period, the rest periods will just fly by because you're, you're chatting, you're, you're having a lot and then it's back to being serious again. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the craziest thing that I learned in personal training as well is just some people don't have a goal. They just want to exercise as well. Yeah, I've got um, a client called Paul, um, bless him. He, he goes with me five times a week. And actually, I said it to one of the other coaches the other day. They asked me what his goal was. And it was just just to come in, just move and just do a session and then leave again. He wasn't in, he wasn't interested in in anything other than coming in, doing a session with me, just getting a bit of a sweat on. And it just was like a, almost like a release for him every day from his like a stressful work life, I think. Yeah, that's mad. I had a guy called Paul that trained with me four times a week. He actually probably didn't realize this, but he changed my kind of like my path as a personal trainer because I was kind of plodding along doing pretty averagely. And then this guy turns up and he wants five times a week. And it's like, okay, right. You've just changed this from being a little thing that I do to now being a full on business. And in being in then like four or five times a week, you're then there for the day. So you've got, you've got more time on the gym floor to be seen from other people as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just, and then that's, that, that becomes, to use a COVID term, bit of exponential growth. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's huge. Yeah. You, you then, the amount of eyes then that are seen on you, like sort of training that day is, is, is grown massively. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there's the assumption that you're good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, then, then, cause it's being seen every day. Yeah. Oh, he's always, he's always training someone. Hmm. That yeah. period of time in the day that those people are always seeing you. Yeah, I mean, this it's like anything. The start is the hardest part. Yeah. Just because you have... When I first started, I... Oh, so I was going to say, when I first started in the classes, I was... I was um, we used to have, like, two coaches in a class, two PTs in a class. Yeah. Um, sort of, because we had, like, up to, like, 16, 17 people in the class. Um, and I was fairly quiet when I first started. But when you start sort of getting a bit more experience from it, and you get start building these relationships you then actually being quiet was probably the worst thing i could have done i needed to express who i was and put my sort of stamp on all the sessions yeah coaching something alongside someone's quite hard especially if you're new it is yeah yeah we um, used to like have um one of the coaches would sort of lead the session and then the other coach was sort of just um, sort of just go around, be, like almost giving people like little tips, little bits of motivation. But yeah, we've sort of changed that where we are now, just to, to, to one PT, one coach in the session only. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you've talked about a few sort of like the clients you work with from athletes to just people coming to the gym to people that have got no goal, which is actually my kind of favorite people, um, just because you can just throw anything at them bodybuilding, crossfit, <laughs> yeah. whatever. You just have some fun with those people. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, what's your ideal client to work with? What's like the dream client? Ooh. 
dream client would probably be um, something, something definitely something goal related, um, working towards um, whether it was, example, like a half marathon, um, where they wanted to achieve. It's almost like a, a, a first ever press up, a first pull up, something that's like been a struggle for a long time. And you you can physically see like on on a specific day that you've you've really helped them like achieve that, and um, I think that would it, I couldn't like bullet like pinpoint uh, a specific sort of goal. It's all it's almost something that's uh, measurable if that would make sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. You've probably described something I like as well, where it's like something that you can define success or failure, but it's not body composition related question is i've got is um what advice and you've given little bits of this throughout but what advice would you give a new personal trainer starting out um yes uh, sort of so, some some bits are similar to to before sort of um sort of making sure that you're sort of communicating with as many people as possible throughout your day on the gym floor just general questions on actually um how they are just just a hello even just a hello um a nice smiley face is, is, is quite good. Um, knowledge, I think just topping up your knowledge. So, um, sort of being honest with people. So if you, if you are ever asked a question and you're actually unsure of it and you don't know the answer, it's probably best to, to tell them that you don't and that you'll find out and tell them the next day when you next see them. So I think like sort of when you can, when you make things up sometimes, which I've probably done once before, once or twice before, actually, when you learn from that, it's probably not the best thing. Like actually, you should actually be really honest. I think that's a real good way to sort of just like sort of build your client base and even just build rapport with as many sort of members of the gym as possible, really. Yeah, you're spot on. Just just to say, I don't know, but I'll find out is the best answer you can give when you don't know. Literally, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's happened to a few times. It's, it's actually there. And you, you've, you've also learned, you're actually learning along the way because I think, taking time out to read books and stuff. Yes, you're taking information, but some of the questions you do get asked once you have qualified are, are literally out there. Like, it's just could be something totally random. So just be honest. I don't know. Go and find out. And then they then know again then for the next day. Yeah, massively. And um, just to finish us off, Bretty, what's what's next for you? What's what's on in the pipeline right now? Uh, so the pipeline right now is um, I've currently got um, an eight-week challenge open. Um, it, the cutoff point is on Sunday, so I'm going to be running a challenge from the 1st of February to the 29th of March. Um, and what I've done is I've created a separate Instagram page where I'll be going live, doing some live workouts, um, going live to put on some content about anything in the industry, really. Um, you know, there'll be some recipes on there. There'll be just it's a challenge for anyone. It's not it's not um, it's not been stereotyped to a fat loss challenge. It's not a it's not a muscle gain challenge. It's not a it's open to anyone who actually just wants to have a bit of focus for eight weeks. Anyone who's struggling just to, just to like have someone to, to speak to every day and just be out there. Really. So I'm really focusing on that over the next eight weeks. That's the short term sort of focus. And then I'm just going to see how this goes, give it my all. And then if it's successful, if, if, if people have liked it and enjoyed it, then probably maybe some, some more steps like that along, along the way for the, for the year, really. Yeah, uh, that's another question I've got. How are you finding that sort of transition at the moment from being based in a gym to being online? Um, 
well obviously as you can sort of see today sometimes the connection's not great um <laughs> no um i think that the live workouts are great i mean it's it's nice for me to actually like do them as well um obviously it's kind of now across social media like the feeling you're getting from from even when you're training even in like a, a bedroom a front room or outside or in a gym it's almost the same feeling so if you can just get yourself up and train um you're going to have a much more productive day so i'm doing that my days are good i'm just trying to create content like we sort of touched on earlier it's just putting something out there that might help just one person you're not trying to speak to the masses all the time you might just help just one person then before you know it maybe later on that day you've You've got a message from someone actually oh that was quite interesting can you can you tell me a bit more um i think that's sort of what i'm finding now is i'm still being able to talk to people but obviously it's just through my phone at the minute rather than actually those those face-to-face -face discussions in the gym yeah the skills are the same the environment's just a bit different that's that's the way i'm kind of trying to look at it um yeah mate that's probably a really good way of, of explaining that really yeah i think that's 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 bang on yeah that's awesome bretty what i'm gonna do because we're having a few technical uh, issues that's been amazing to have you on you've answered some super questions um we'll catch up again soon i'll drop in with you in a year's time or so see how your covid's been see how your eight week challenges went and, and check in with you you're someone that's gone from like you know i can imagine being a professional athlete and you've got all those sort of dreams of you know being Bex or whatever and then you know yeah things going slightly differently but i'm a bit of a stoic and a bit of a spiritual geezer in that i think that like a lot of these things tend to happen for a reason because maybe you were meant to do something else do you know what i mean yeah no thank you mate yeah i was gonna like thanks for your your helping and, and knowledge really over like all the years really because obviously we do still keep in touch we could to to catch up with you again um maybe i'll just if we don't do a zoom we'll just go on the phone for the connection but um, <laughs> mate honestly yeah all, honest all the stuff that i learned on the online courses is is helped me a lot like a, a massive amount awesome mate perfect bretty cool we'll leave that there take care of yourself cheers mate take care see you in a bit i'll ollie here if you want to start a career like the people in this podcast have jump into my DMs on Instagram at the PT trainer and message me it's time and I'll get back to you with all the information you need to start a personal training career. If you already started a personal training career and you need a little bit more assistance getting clients or developing a strategy to get clients, consider grabbing my book PT 101, 101 lessons for fresh faced personal trainers on Amazon. The link is also in my bio on Instagram at the PT trainer. Thanks for listening.